All right. What's up, Jim Warriors? Welcome back to another another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we're coming at you guys with our first pick of February. This is uh, a month where we're just doing whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. There's no theme. Um, we're kicking it off a little bit differently, though. Um, yeah, for the are. first For the first time ever, we are not doing a villain face-off at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing fucking back-to-back face-offs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is your idea based off of the fact that I picked this movie and uh, you picked a movie that is very good to match up against it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're doing 13 Ghosts this week. Mm-hmm. This was suggested... Um, basically forced our hand at it by our good friend Dennis. Um he claimed this movie is Oscar worthy, which is a big time stretch. Was that uh 18-year-old Dennis or is that uh yeah I'd like to know the last time he watched this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah it's gonna be a fun episode. Yeah definitely but uh, yeah, before we start talking about it, what have you been up to? Um, watched a few things. Finally got to the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to back nights. Yep. Um, finished. Uh, sorry about the demon. Um, I, I thought it was okay. wasn't that great to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched Harry Potter Order of the, Order of the Phoenix randomly. Um, watched. Part of our Criterion challenge we're doing, watched uh, this movie, Flowers of Shanghai. Um, was not a fan of it, but I see that. some people really like it. Uh, <laughs> I did not. Um, went to the movies and watched Infinity Pool. I was a big fan of it. Um, a lot of people did not like it, but it's just people who have haven't seen a Cronenberg movie uh (laughs) I think um but yeah I I really liked it I thought it was mind-bending psychedelic uh Mia Mm. Goth was fucking awesome again um her character just does a really big switch and just she plays crazy so fucking good man nice um concept was really cool I really knew nothing about this movie going into it Mm -hmm. um and I was really shocked and it just i think it's a really good message on like the way society is and the way a certain um demographic demographic of people live their lives um without saying too much about it um yeah and then i watched uh megan last night um i was torn i don't think it's a good movie but it's an entertaining movie for sure Um, I just gave it a two and a half because like, I don't know, it, I really enjoyed some parts of it. Like some parts were hilarious. There was this like um, wife sitting behind us and she just kept laughing so loud at these parts <laughs> and like it was making the movie that much better because she was just laughing so hard because like some parts were just ridiculous. Um, the first like half I thought was kind of boring a bit, but mm. yeah. And I felt like it's, it was like malignant. Yeah. Except malignant like knew how to do like the campy 
over the top stuff and like this was pg-13 and i think i know there was a uncut version which Mm -hmm. i hope they release someday um but yeah and it was was a a 10 year old girl played megan as well like the parts that the robot couldn't do okay like she wore the silicone mask over her face that's pretty cool yeah yeah um yeah and that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. how many people were in the theater for infinity pool it was uh it was like a random i guess tuesday night so i would say it wasn't like packed but i would say there's like maybe um, 30 people maybe okay yeah yeah Hmm. and you were the only one in there that liked it that i could talent here <laughs> did bettina go with you she did yeah did she like it she didn't like it no 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 wow. no i told her like yeah like you've never seen a Brennan cronenberg movie so i told her i'd make her watch possessor yeah but yeah yeah so taking taking over his dad's footsteps for sure yeah. i'm excited for you to watch it yeah i definitely i'm just excited to watch me goth in another movie yeah <laughs> maybe we'll do it as a podcast episode sweet maybe it'll uh be on vod soon yeah like megan is yeah yeah what uh would you watch not a whole lot all right um where am i here we go so i watched roadhouse randomly it was on tv nice. laws and me and sarah's dad watched it together fucking love that movie yeah it's great yeah, they're making uh, a remake of it. Are they? Yeah, it comes out like next year, I think. Who's playing Dalton? Um, I forget who it is. I feel like Channing Tatum or something. Oh fuck. No, Not excited kidding. for that. Oh, okay. I heard someone talking about it. Mm. Gonna break dance them in the face. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Continue on. All right. Um, I also watched Sorry About the Demon. I oh, nice. also wasn't a huge fan, but it was it was fun enough, I guess. Uh, but yeah, not a top tier movie by any means. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Dalton. What? Yeah. And uh, Conor McGregor is in it. Okay. That could be interesting. Um, and then I watched Mall Rats the other night. Or, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, that was a very random watch. Yeah. But uh, I didn't like it as much as I used to. Really? Yeah. Um, I have a review on it. I don't want to scroll up too far, but I have a review on it. And it, I think, like I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like this rewatch made me realize that the acting is not good. And I really don't like Jason Lee. Yeah. Yeah. He like kind of drove me insane watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Just the way that he acted. I wasn't a fan. But I mean, it is a classic, but it's not one of Kevin Smith's top movies for me anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I used to fucking love this movie, but Mm -hmm. not so much anymore. Yeah, that's it. That's all I watched. I've been doing a lot of reading. Started replaying The Last of Us. Nice. Uh, Me too. 
also watched The Last of Us, got caught up I'm on. Well, I've watched them all now. That episode three was nuts. Yeah. Not so uh, much nuts, but like just fucking amazing. Just did not expect that. No. So no. good. Yeah. And like I was I was talking to Erica from Horror Cafe because she's also replaying the game. Um, and she just got past the part with Frank and Bill in the game. Mm-hmm. And she said it was really cool to see the difference between the movie and the game. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to get to that part. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Druckmann said that like the things they do change from the game, mm-hmm. it has to be better than the game. Yeah. And I think, I think it was. Yeah. Cause the game, you don't really get that backstory. Like it, it hints at it. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't go to this full extent yeah and like nick offerman like i texted you like it it was so weird seeing him in a role like this but he did mm-hmm. so good yeah i really want to watch his other show uh called devs oh yeah um it's uh made by who made that alex garland okay yeah because hmm. yeah, we're used to seeing him as like this tough like no emotion <laughs> kind of fucking asshole and like you he is that at the beginning but then he just changes into this like heartfelt caring fucking blubbering mess of a man <laughs> yeah yeah and he did it so good that yeah. line right at the beginning of the episode i can't remember what he says but i was fucking dying laughing oh uh, uh... Whenever he's watching them on his screen, when he's still down in the bunker. Oh, I was, uh, the one that made me laugh is, um, well, sadly spoilers if anyone has it, but when he gets Frank out of the hole and he's like, oh, this isn't, you, you know, don't tell people I gave you food because the people will come here like it's fucking Arby's for free lunch. <laughs> and then like Frank says like, Arby's didn't give it free lunch. It was a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if the quote's on AMDB. Yeah, some of the dialogue in that, like, just tore my fucking heart out. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, without giving anything. Oh, there it is. Not today, you New World Order jackboot fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buddy hits the triple iron and just fucking blows up. Yeah. yeah it was a very good episode, though. That yeah. was yeah. TV making at its finest. But anyways... Um, ready to cue the music and dive in? Yes, sir. Like we said in the intro, this week we are talking about 2001's 13 Ghosts. Before we do, what are you drinking? I am drinking a uh, cup and saucer English ale. Okay. 
from Manitoulin Brewing Company. Ah, we and, ship a lot of trucks to Manitoulin. And the tagline is, you're on island's time now. <laughs> you need to like change your background to a beach or something. Yeah. It's pretty good. Is it islandy? Very much so. Um, not I'm, really, though. Not really. I'm also drinking an islandy beer. It's the uh, Spearhead Brewing Company's uh, Hawaiian style pale ale. I drank it a few weeks ago. I really enjoyed it. So I bought some more tonight. Nice. So I'm on island time too. It's like grapefruity. All right. Starting off the synopsis. When Cyrus Criticos, a very rich collector of unique things, dies, he leaves his house, fortune, and his prized collection of ghosts. That's the whole synopsis. <laughs> um, he leaves it all to his estranged nephew, who he's had the pleasure of meeting twice in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit shady right from the beginning. This synopsis fucking sucks, though. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the house is very strange. Uh, mm-hmm. Cyrus was very strange. Um, yeah. Yeah. Movie is directed by Steve Beck, who only directed one other movie called Ghost Ship, which we all know and love. I honestly haven't seen that movie like since the first time I've seen uh, it. So you're gonna say you've never seen that movie? No. The only say, thing I remember from is the beginning, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, his like little uh bio basically <laughs> just he directed commercials for First Union, blah, blah, blah. It's like, maybe stick to commercials, uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did only do one other movie. Yeah. But he's a very talented visual effects art director. Because mm-hmm. he did that for The Abyss, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Um, three big movies, but those are the only three movies that he did that for but i don't know he had a very short-lived career brooke thinks he's a shitty director so (laughs) that's probably why uh moving on to the cast list we have tony shaloub who plays arthur yeah uh i personally most know him as jeebs from uh men in black yes sir uh one of my favorite characters in that movie yeah um, he was also in Galaxy Quest, Polly, um, Monk, Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He played Splinter. That's crazy. Which I thought was kind of cool. And I was trying to picture his voice playing Splinter. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't picture it. So yeah, I'm going to me either. I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie. Did you ever watch Monk? No. Yeah, me either. Apparently it's good though. Yeah, I've heard good things. Uh, he was also in 1408, and he played Luigi in the Cars franchise. One of the oh. little forklifts. All right. I think he was a forklift, or was he one of the cars? Was he the Italian no, car? No, Luigi was... Uh, like the little Fiat? I think so. Mm. Yeah. I just watched Cars too, not that long ago. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, next, we have Matthew Lillard, who played Dennis. Uh-huh. Uh, he was obviously in Scream. Scooby-Doo, a whole bunch of Scooby-Doo movies, shows, uh, the live action movie. 
Um, he's also an SLC punk, The Descendants, and Good Girls, which is a show that Sarah watches. And I've seen some of it. It's pretty decent. Oh, you forgot Scream 6. Oh, yes, yeah, Scream 6. He is coming back for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shannon Elizabeth, who plays Kathy. I forgot to write her name down, but that's who she plays. Uh, she's obviously in American Pie. <laughs> Jack Frost, which is a movie that we did a while back. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a Patreon exclusive, I think, wasn't it? Um, Might have been, yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a very questionable scene in that movie. Yep. Uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Cursed and Scary Movie. Yeah. She doesn't act anymore. She retired from acting because she was tired of being viewed as a sex symbol, mm-hmm. which I can understand. Mm-hmm. And now she's a professional poker player. Yep. Which is cool. Uh, lastly, I have F. Murray Abraham, who plays Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the Grand Budapest Hotel, Amadeus, Inside Lewin Davis, The White Lotus, and Scarface. Now, I have two honorable mentions. Okay. The first one is Daniel Wesley. You probably don't know his name. I don't know his name. But he played the torso. Okay. And I added him on here because he is actually a double amputee so this guy actually has no legs and no head well he has a fucking head (laughs) 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 he reanimated his corpse just for this movie Uh, um but yeah so he actually has no legs so he walks around on his hands just like the torso does so i thought that was pretty cool and deserves some recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, I have John DeSantis, who played the Juggernaut, who, while I was typing this, I was getting confused with another ghost. And I was like, did they motherfucking blackface this guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to make a comment about that. I was like, no, the Juggernaut's a different guy. And yeah, the Juggernaut's the guy that's right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put him down because he played Lurch in the Adams Family TV show from the late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have anybody else? Not really. Um, um, I mean, the girl that played Maggie, I mean, I feel like I should know her, but. Raw Digga. Raw Digga. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. a rap handle. Is she a rapper? Yeah, she is. One of the most respected and premier MCs. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's clearly Missy Elliott, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't uh, didn't have anyone. All right. Oh wow. What? Huh. Would you look at that? What? There's one person from this movie who actually succeeded in life. <laughs> what do you mean, Matthew Lillard's in this? Okay, sure. Um, he's actually the head of DC now. Like DC Comics? DC or Washington movies? DC? Yeah. DCU? Okay, yeah, yeah. Mr. James Gunn. What? Was an additional writer on this movie. Really? He was uncredited. Oh, uh, understandable. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, huh. that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Look at him just making a name for himself. Yeah. This movie definitely skyrocketed his career. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, man. Lead the charge. Lead the charge. Oh man, why do you make me do this? Do 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 do. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, we didn't even mention this movie. Um, despise its flaws. Actually, holds a very deep dark spot in our hearts of the podcast oh yeah that's right yes um this was actually the very first movie that we watched together uh while we were coming up with the i guess the ideas of the podcast mm-hmm. um in your basement yep um i don't know why we chose this or how we did but it's <laughs> i think we both Love this movie, maybe not mm-hmm. at that time, but maybe as teenagers, we yeah. loved it, and it was kind of in the background, and yeah, so this movie yeah. is very important to our podcast, despite <laughs> the scores it may get later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, what does this movie like I guess mean to you, like growing up and stuff? Well. When it came out, I was 12. Um, and I remember watching it often. I don't know how I watched it often because like it must have been on TV. Like if it was on like fucking TBS a lot or something like that back then. Mm-hmm. But I do remember watching it fairly often. And I like eventually owned it as a early teenager when i started buying movies and stuff like that yeah um but like yeah i always loved this movie Mm -hmm. um i just thought it was a really cool concept back then um i loved the idea of all the ghosts and like their Mm -hmm. backstories and shit like that excuse me i just thought it was really cool yeah is it oscar worthy no (laughs) dennis but i mean it's not bad it has a lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, same thing. Like I used to rent this movie all the time at um, at Hollywood Hits in mm. uh, my old hometown there. Um, yeah, I don't know why I like it. I think it's just like the concept of it and like the ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. just was cool. I don't know. Well, and like back then, it was it was a movie that we didn't see very often. Like we had the haunting of Hill house or not the haunting of Hill house. Um, the haunting, I think it was like, I watched that one a lot too. And I watched ghost ship a lot. Like we were kind of like in the resurgence of like sort of ghost stories back then, like in the early two thousands. Um, and like all of those early two thousand, like paranormal movies, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, like like the haunting and ghost ship in this one and uh yeah. there's another one too that i watched a lot mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah J- just fit the mold back then mm-hmm. yeah and you got to see nick a girl with big tits yeah that was probably a big reason why too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're all chopped up but yeah yeah um but yeah um Opening of this movie, I like the way that they 
kind of introduce these characters and like set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like I just don't think the story overall works. Like it's very clunky and just doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. But I do like the way they set up this like opening scene mm-hmm. of um Cyrus at uh a junkyard. Um and like he has like brings all this like ghostbusters people like they're all yeah. like in suits they have all this these trucks and like matthew Lillard's there and like he's like i don't know if he's telepathic or like he can like sense ghosts and they like get into his mind and stuff like that i feel like he's almost like a, a medium on steroids yeah yeah like whenever he touches <clears throat> shit he can like see what's happened and stuff like that yeah um and uh so cyrus like hires him to help catch uh these 12 ghosts mm-hmm. um, it's not really reveals the later about the 13th ghost mm-hmm. um and this is like one of the last the 12th ghost and it's uh what's his name again the juggernaut the juggernaut um mm-hmm. and uh to be honest like this whole movie like the way it's filmed and stuff like gives me fucking headache yeah, the editing and the cutting is very like very hard stuff to watch. that's like Matthew Lillard, like the way it uh it just jumps and it's like very like in your face and mm-hmm. uh, man, fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but I like so like they get to this junkyard and he the juggernaut like kind of resides there, I guess we can say, in the afterlife and like Matthew Lillard touches the ground and he starts freaking out. He's like, what the fuck, man? Like you told me this guy only killed like four people. And uh, Cyrus, uh, nine people, nine people. And Cyrus is like, yeah, when he was alive. Mm-hmm. And cause Matthew Lillard seeing like 40 different people that are dead that this yeah. guy's killed. Yeah. So we really kind of get a good idea of how badass this ghost is and how uh-huh. dangerous it is. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, I don't, get i mean we might be all over the place in this pod but screw it um because this movie is also all over the place mm-hmm. uh so he's capturing these ghosts you don't know what for mm-hmm. um but you meet a person named kalina actually who shows up at this spot to her boyfriend or partner gets killed or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like trying to stop cyrus because they think he's evil yeah. And like she's trying to free the ghost because like she says that he's like damaging their souls or something like that. But it's like if this guy has killed like 28 or 30 other people after he become a ghost, like you know, I think it's fair to fair to say that he's pretty fucking evil. Yeah, I mean, trap him in that fucking cube so he can't kill any more people. Yeah. I mean, like and like he's he's doing the world a service. And like, what do you think the ghosts at the end when they get free are gonna fucking go do? Like, yeah, their souls are gonna be free. Is like, no, no, they're fucking <laughs> crazy, man. I don't think you can reform ghosts. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, that whole like Kalina and I can't remember what the other guy's name is. That whole little side story was fucking stupid. Yeah, I can agree yeah. with that one hundred percent. Um, I did like some of the kills in this opening scene, though. Yeah. Especially, like, the one where, he, like, the guy's, like, 
climbing up the car and then he just like the hood like opens a bit they just gets like sucked into it <laughs> he gets fucking sandwiched in there yeah 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 that's good yeah uh yeah and then he gets um he's like killing all these guys like just running through them then one guy like runs into the cube and then um he gets locked in there call or kills on one guy then like uh matthew Lillard's character uh dennis like goes up and it's like trying to tell him to stop but then like yeah he just fucking killed that guy <laughs> smash his face up against the glass and yeah yeah and so then like, like what happened oh, oh go ahead go ahead no you go i was gonna say like so what happened to that guy's body like when he moved the cube like that's true like did they take it out or like mm, that's risky know. business opening that cube back up yeah um but like the cubes have these uh like incantations on them so it keeps the ghosts at bay i think yeah as long as yeah as long as they're trapped in there uh-huh. yeah yeah Oh, and uh, they have they have these glasses too that allow oh, them to see yeah. the ghosts. They have fucking glasses. <laughs> now uh, it is extremely far fetched, but the inclusion of these glasses made some of these scenes really cool. Yeah, because like you see the ghosts and then you don't see the ghosts, and it's like back and forth between seeing them and not seeing them. So uh-huh. I mean, it kind of added to the effect of like not knowing where they are, but knowing that they're like right there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, now we flip over to um, Arthur's uh, kind of character. Like as they're doing like the credits, they kind of like in the background. You like find out that his wife died. So I'm kind of confused about her death. She died in a house fire. Yes, a house fire. But then she gets transferred to like the hospital. And like her ghost has like all the hookups and IVs. Mm-hmm. And then like I forget who says it. Is it Kalina or something? Like says, like, oh, like your wife or the the fourth ghost, she died at uh St. Luke's Hospital or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. So maybe she wasn't dead in the house, but she died yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what I'm getting at, but that <laughs> <laughs> does happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically Arthur and uh Kathy and uh, Bobby. Bobby, they like live in this like small apartment. Bobby is like um the first ever podcaster. Yeah, so his podcast, and then you got uh Maggie, who is a babysitter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like Arthur a living can, nanny, I think. Arthur can afford her, I guess, even though, like, I don't know how he's paying her, but yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so the mom died, and basically, this like lawyer shows up and, um, like has this like video of Cyrus basically like saying, like, oh, like I'm giving you my house, and like mm-hmm. Arthur, like, doesn't even know like who this guy is, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the kids have no clue who he is, and Arthur says, "Like, yeah, we met a couple times, like a long yeah. time ago." Yeah, I was just very. If I was like Arthur, I'd be like, "Okay, like, what the fuck?" Well, I mean, have you never gotten the phone calls mm-hmm. about your long lost uncle who's a king in Africa? 
Oh yeah. And and he, he needs your money to get out of jail. Yeah. So it, it's like this situation. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh, drive out to Willow Grove where the house is and um, you uh, see Dennis there, but he's not playing Dennis. He is disguised as a, a hydro worker who is saying that this house is taking all the power or something like that from like 6,000 other houses. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so they get in the house and this is like one thing I do like about this movie is like the design of this house is really cool. Although like parts later is like really fucking shitty CGI, but yeah, for the most part, like this house is really cool. Like the layout and like, the way it like changes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, like a house of mirrors or something like that at a carnival. Like uh-huh. everything's just glass and it's all tunnel, not tunnels, but like hallways. Yeah. And like you get lost in that so easily, but yeah. it is a really cool design. I would not be able to live there because mm-hmm. you can literally stand at the front door and see through the back door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a very cool design. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they like are exploring the house and like their different bedrooms and stuff. I guess like Maggie gets her own room and there's like a room that has all these like toys in it and like comic books for some reason, even though like it was just Cyrus that was living there. So it's yeah. like, I don't know, very creepy. Well, um, I think so it's I guess all... it was like set up, right? Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's all staged. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out why later on, but yeah. Uh, were you gonna say something no that's all that's what i was gonna say yeah and uh so yeah dennis ends up going down in the basement and like uh all this stuff man is just so annoyed me and just made my head hurt like (laughs) when he's like going nuts like he can feel the ghost and you see like little visions pop up Mm -hmm. and i don't know man what do you think i agree and when it when it gets to our ratings i'm probably gonna change my one rating a little bit okay because i do agree like the editing in this movie was just fucking all over the place mm-hmm. um and it really it kind of deters from the movie it does and like the thing that i don't get about this movie is that the makeup design and the costume design is so fucking good mm-hmm. and like the most you see of ghosts is like what like at most besides the juggernaut at the very end whenever he's like full mm-hmm. but like five seconds yeah and six I, seconds max we see the angry princess a lot too yeah yeah but like yeah those two are really the only ones and the the little boy with the arrow through his head. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, that's true. Like we see him quite a bit, but yeah, all the other ones, like some of them, you fucking five seconds is being generous. Like, yeah, it's yeah. literally like a split second. You see them for. Yeah. Like, and it's uh, too bad. Yeah. Like my, my, absolutely my favorite. I know everyone loves the Jackal, but mm-hmm. is um, actually once you just run through them. All right. Yeah. I have the list here. Yeah. Um. This might take a little bit of time, but uh, the f- oh, I gotta close ads. Hold on. Well, we can like talk about each one if you want. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, the firstborn son is ghost number one. Um, yeah. So he's the first ghost in 13 Ghosts. Uh, in life, the firstborn son is a boy named Billy Michaels who had an unhealthy obsession with pop culture involving cowboys and Indians. Mm-hmm. Any attempt to rip him away from his fantasy life would earn rage, but that rage in a toy gun didn't protect Billy from a real arrow fired into his head by another boy during an ill-conceived duel. Mm-hmm. So he's relatively harmless. Yeah. Now, question. This website that you found, yeah, is this like just fan like made up kind of stories as how they think each ghost is or like i really don't know i don't have an answer for that you don't you don't get any of that in the movie like for no any of the characters really like i don't know you can might for a couple of them like like know their story really like um uh Gosh, they just keep well this movie's also a remake too so maybe in yeah, the original but from a movie from like what 1930 yeah but i mean we might get well i guess we wouldn't really get those types of backstories back then yeah i don't know maybe it is yeah. fan made but i don't know i like it yeah no i like it too but just like up like from this separate from the movie like i think the mm-hmm. movie doesn't really do that well it just shows yeah. them and this is this is something that i bring up during my review this is a movie that would fucking thrive as a tv show yeah yeah have the first season being a fucking backstory of each one of these ghosts and then have like a last episode that fucking connects them all or something like that like this needs to be a tv show yeah Yeah. and fucking mike flanagan needs to get his ass in gear (laughs) and fucking make it because he would be perfect to do yeah. this. Anyways, ghost number but, two. Uh, but oh, yeah, okay. the firstborn son, I think is, I think he's cool looking. Yeah. Like he has a little uh, tomahawk, mm-hmm. you know, and the air through his head. And yeah. Yeah. He reminds me of the kid from the sixth sense. Yeah. Or, um, or, uh, or boy from uh, the shining. Yeah. Daniel. Uh-huh. Danny. All right. Uh, ghost number two is the torso. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a disembodied torso wrapped up in cellophane. Um, in life, the torso was part of a compulsive gambler named Jimmy Gambino. Gambino was also a bookie, but his own gambling prevented him from being able to pay at the winnings of a made man in the mob. And uh, they chopped him all up and killed him and dumped his body into the ocean. Yeah, I really like his uh, his one scene we get yeah yeah with bobby yeah yeah and he's another one that doesn't have enough screen time like it's a really cool design but yeah but like how much really can you do with a man with no head like i think the one scene you get whenever bobby sees the guy's head he's like and then like (laughs) the torso is like crawling i thought it was fucking sick yeah yeah it was good uh ghost number three is the bound woman she's Uh, the one that's in like the little the the thing the like wood wooden like old school like trap i believe so she was in like a prom dress kind of thing and her oh, head's like all uh, cocked to the side oh no i'm thinking about the old lady and like the wooden thing. oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah um but she was susan legro um 
she had a privileged upbringing. She was a rich, popular cheerleader who dated the captain of the high school football team. Um, the Her boyfriend found her with another boy on prom night and had a rather horrific reaction, bludgeoning his romantic rival to death and strangling Susan with his own tie. Jesus. Yeah, so that's what she has wrapped around her neck. And she's got like maggots all over her and shit. Yeah. It's gross. Pretty gross. <laughs> Uh, ghost number four is the withered lover, which is, um, uh, Arthur's wife and the kid's Mm -hmm. mother. Um, so yeah, we already know about her. Number five is the torn prince. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he was a high school baseball star in the late 1950s, explaining the ever present baseball bat weapon that he'll happily use to attack any of 13 ghosts living characters. His name was Royce Clayton, and he died during a drag race after losing control of his car in a horrific accident. Um, he shouldn't blame himself, though, as his opponent secretly tampered with his brakes. Though, Shit. yeah, though not the most dangerous of all the ghosts, he definitely causes some havoc with his weapon. And that's yeah. one thing that they mentioned in the movie, too, right? Is that all of these ghosts died violent deaths. And that violence sticks with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really liked his his ghost too. Although, mm-hmm. how the fuck did you get a car into his cube? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, number six is the angry princess. Uh, she besides the juggernaut, she's the first ghost that we do see. Yeah, um, she was born. Um, Dana Newman. Um, she was an incredibly beautiful woman by all standards, but her own. Sadly, she was unable to be happy with her looks, seeing imperfections that others didn't, and constantly trying to improve her appearance via surgery. Mm-hmm. And she's got big old fake titties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, a string of abusive relationships did nothing to help her self-image after self-administered but botched facial surgery left her looking like the Joker in Batman. Huh. Dana took her own life, opening her wrists in a bathtub. Um, in 13 Ghosts, the slimy lawyer character Ben Moss makes a rude comment about her nude ghostly appearance and pays for it accordingly. Yep. And he's the only one that she kills. Almost yeah. everybody in this movie has an interaction with her, but he's the only one that she kills. Well, she really doesn't. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> she is walking towards him and the glass doors shut and cut him in half. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, yeah, she doesn't kill him, but she's there when he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that you were talking about is the pilgrimess. She is ghost mm-hmm. number seven. Yeah. Uh, one of the oldest of the 13 ghosts. Her name was Isabella Smith. The pilgrimess was a victim of the Salem witch trial hysteria that gripped New England in the late 1600s. A local outcast, Isabella was accused of witchcraft. When an attempt, when an attempted burning didn't work, the perception that she was evil only increased. In the end, the pilgrimess was left to slowly die of starvation in the stock in the stocks. Uh, her ghost remains locked in during 13 ghosts. That was a weirdly written line. Um, uh, of all the 13 ghost characters, she is the only one whose arms are bound. And while she is threatening, there really isn't much that she can do other than look scary. Yeah. 
Yeah, because like the one scene, she's like running after them, and the door closes, and she like just like goes into the fucking thing, and she like can't do anything. Yeah, she was very creepy looking though. Yeah, she was. Uh, ghosts number eight and nine: the child and the dire mother. Yeah, this fucking guy is huge. I wish we saw more of these two. Honestly, yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, and he's got like a little baby bib on. And he's got puke coming out of his mouth, and it's all running down his yeah. chest. And she's just like this little tiny woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the great child and the dire mother are other cases of the ghosts being exactly what they sound like. Margaret Shelbourne, Shelburne was a little person who worked in an American horror story style carnival freak show, and her enormous son Harold was the result of a sexual assault by the carnival's tallest member of the freak troupe. Some of the other freaks later murdered Margaret, leading Harold to go crazy with an axe and kill most of them before he himself was killed by an angry mob. So, pretty cool. Uh, Number 10 is the hammer. Um, this yeah. is who I thought was the juggernaut at first. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> this, is my, this is my favorite ghost in the movie. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's sick. He's so cool looking, man. Yeah. Uh, the final three ghosts of the black Zodiac are definitely the most dangerous to the Criticos family. And the hammer is among the most terrifying of all born George Markley. The hammer wasn't a bad person at all. No relation. <laughs> Uh, wasn't a bad person at all, working as a blacksmith in a small town. That was until he was falsely accused of theft by a white man and his family was brutally murdered. In a grief-fueled rage, George took his trusty sledgehammer and bludgeoned their killers. Of course, the townspeople blamed him and killed him by driving railroad spikes into his body, which we see in the ghost. And uh, That's really fucked up. Yeah, it is really fucked up. And he looks really fucked up. Like, yeah, I love did- his character, man. Like when he like pulls out the fucking spikes. Oh, yeah. Man, it's so cool. It's nuts. Uh, this is probably the only racial commentary made in the film as 13 Ghosts and other early 2000s horror movies weren't known for commenting on social issues and horror films have a clear, having a clear message like it. It's meaning is a relatively modern trend. Ah, number 11 is the jackal the jackal easily the most volatile and unpredictable out of all 13 ghost characters the jackal was born ryan coon in 1887 and grew up to be a sick and twisted man the jackal is also one of the few dude that's a dude i thought it was a girl no he's a dude really yeah, just with long ass hair. Is it played by a, a dude? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, you keep reading. Uh, the Jackal is also one of the few 13 ghosts who was perhaps just as violent and sadistic before they became a spirit. A vicious and compulsive sexual predator and killer, Ryan did actually seek help for his affliction, checking into an asylum. Not that it did him any real good, as before long, he had completely lost what was left of his mind. He eventually died when the asylum burnt down, although unlike Freddy Krueger, no burn scars can be seen on the jackal. Yeah, it is played by a dude. Is it? That's crazy. I thought it was a girl, like, my whole life. (laughs) So the jackal has this, like, iron cage thing over his head and he's uh-huh. wearing a straight jacket too but like the cage like 
the the bars on it are all like kind of blown out. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this was like something that they did back in the eighteen hundreds and like they put must have been yeah cages over their face. I don't know. Yeah, like an early muzzle. Uh, number twelve, the Juggernaut, Horace Breaker Mahoney. The Juggernaut is definitely the most dangerous out of all 13 ghost characters and can be considered almost a final boss of the Black Zodiac. A mountain of a man, Horace was a serial killer who would pick up hitchhikers or offer rides to the stranded, uh, similar to Holden's psychopath buddy Ed Kemper in Mindhunter, uh, only to take them back to his junkyard, tear them apart with his bare hands. He'd then feed their bodies to his dogs. Damn. Although with, along with the hammer, the juggernaut sadly decimates friendly psychic character. Damn it. (laughs) I just gave (laughs) away the ending. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Dennis dies. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, that is the juggernaut and the movie's called 13 ghosts, but I'm not going to say who the 13 ghost is. Oh, I mean, Uh, I mean, I can, yeah, I was gonna give a little blurb on for okay. Thirteenth Ghost. Go for it. So Thirteen Ghost is Arthur Criticos, yep. who is a poor Jewish man whose wife died in a fire, and she is the fourth ghost. And he got scammed by his uncle uh, into sacrificing his kids. So that Cyrus can learn the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that like whole fan website thing is really cool. And mm-hmm. yeah. it's on, it's on screen rant. If anybody wants to go on and read it themselves and mm-hmm. get a little bit of a backstory, but yeah. uh yeah, I don't know if it's fan made. I don't know if it's legit. Like, if if someone actually has access to the true backstory of all these ghosts, but mm-hmm. and I told you, like, that was one of the most interesting things about this movie for me personally is learning about the different ghosts and all the backstories, and that's why like this movie would be so good as a TV show. Yeah, someone really needs to do it. Let's let's you and I do it. Okay, let's we'll do make it. one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so run through like whatever few of your favorite kind of scenes with the ghosts, like, um, you know, you see the the dark was the dark prince, is that his name? You see him a few times, like, with his baseball bat, like, side of his head's gone. Um, the scene with uh, uh, Kathy in the bathroom, like, what do you think of that scene? Like, do you think the the broken princess is like not dangerous to them do you think she knows the lawyer or it was only because he said like oh nice tits i think she's only dangerous to misogyny Mm. and like comments like that are what kind of fuels her because Mm -hmm. she was constantly degrading herself yeah. So for her to like be degraded like that by an external source, I think that kind of puts her into like a bit of a rage. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, like she could have killed Kathy in that bathroom. Yeah. 
but she didn't. Yeah. She she looks at Kathy and she almost looks at it, looks at her like adoringly. Well, it's weird because like she was at first, but then whenever Kathy was like in the tub, like yeah, spraying her face, she was getting like irritated in the tub and then like almost went at her, but then mm-hmm. um Arthur comes in. Yeah. So maybe she sees Kathy as being more beautiful than her. Yeah. So she needs yeah. to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't really see her attacking anybody. She just kind of like walks around and like she does like a like a weird little head tilt as she's like she's always whispering i'm sorry yeah like i don't know if that was like maybe her message to her family like after like Mm. she killed herself that's true because in the bath in the bathroom like you don't see with the glasses on but like there's blood everywhere then like on the Mm. bathroom floor says i'm sorry yeah yeah that's true um that is one scene that i really like because like Kathy's in the bathroom. She's doing something in the mirror and the glasses are sitting on the sink mm-hmm. and the camera kind of zooms into the glasses. And then you go through them, like, as if you're seeing what they see and the whole bathroom, yeah. like you said, turns into blood. Like there's blood all over the walls, all over mm-hmm. the floor. And we see the ghost in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, another scene I really like is the scene where Kathy gets attacked by the jackal. Um, yeah. I think that scene is just fucking crazy. Like the jackal just comes at her with like this relentless force and just like fucking scratching at her and like ripping her clothes off. And, and as it was happening, I was like, Oh my God, this is so early two thousands. Cause like her shirt's getting all ripped off and then like her bras like right out and her tits are all out all over the place. And I was like, yeah, that's why she retired. Pissing me off too is uh, cause all this is whenever Kalina comes in and you're like, okay, how the fuck did you get in here? Yeah. But uh, the Jackal's like carrying Kathy away mm-hmm. and then like getting torn up. And then the whole time Kalina like comes in with her like flare. I don't know. The yeah. flares somehow turn the ghost away. Yeah. But then still this whole time, like they're with her. And then like Arthur still doesn't know, like doesn't believe that there's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you just saw your daughter. Yeah, she went from the floor to the away. fucking ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, here, put these on. He puts them yeah. on. He's like, oh my God, Jesus. Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I love whenever uh, Dennis, when you first see the hammer. Yeah. And then like, he like gives the guy the finger and then like mm-hmm. realizes I forget what he realizes, but yeah. Well, the door was open, wasn't it? Oh, was it at that time? No, no, the hammer wasn't out yet because that no. was because like the little like uh, circular thing, like it's going like one to yeah. twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he realizes. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think he sees his vision, doesn't he? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, Tits McGee gets let out, uh, kills, kills the lawyer. I thought that was a pretty cool death. Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of get like the mom talking to Bobby. Like you don't know the mom is there, but you can hear the mom talking to Bobby, telling him to like, don't go downstairs and stuff. And what's he do? Goes downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so Kalina like wants to free the trap souls. That's like her like plan. Idiotic. Um, 
yeah um yeah what else you don't really see any of the other ghosts like the only ones you see a lot in the movie are the princess the prince the hammer the jackal and the juggernaut's the very end because he gets mm-hmm. let out last um we get small glimpses of all of them but yeah like we see the torso coming after bobby yeah and then is it dennis that yeah dennis and arthur see the dire mother and the mm-hmm. uh the big baby there yeah uh you see the 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 firstborn son a couple mm-hmm. times yeah and dennis is like okay we need to go get the fuck out of here now yeah but i don't know why because like like i don't know why he's so terrified of the the firstborn son yeah but i don't know anyways um, yeah but like kalina explains to them that like it's not a house. It's called an ocularis infernum, which is the eye of hell, um, created by the devil and powered by the dead. Yeah. Um, and once it's completed, like you mentioned before, Cyrus will be able to see the future. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how Maggie made it through this movie. Yeah, she was on her own for a lot of it. Yeah, she was with Dennis, you know. Dennis yeah. was stuck in there with the prince and was like dip dodging mm-hmm. away. Um, Bobby disappears for like a lot of the movie and like mm-hmm. no one ever really says this. Arthur is like, I need to save my kids because <laughs> <laughs> they disappear for a bit. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that Arthur, not Arthur, uh, Cyrus is still alive. Yeah. And like he has like blood all over him. So it's like, I don't know, like, where the fuck were you, man? Like, <laughs> well, I think he staged his own death, but yeah. Well, he did stage his own death, obviously, like in the junkyard. But like, I don't think he died there, did he? Yeah. Because Dennis sees him, he's on top of a car and it looks like his throat was slashed. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just in hiding, but he didn't change his clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like, uh, Maggie is in, like, the basement room with, like, Arthur, and she has, like, the glasses on, I think. Mm-hmm. So she thinks Arthur, Cyrus is a ghost, but then, like, um, Kalina smashes her in the face of the book, and then you kind of, like, it reveals, like, they're working together, but, like, I don't know what Kalina gets out of this, really. Yeah, I don't know. Right? And, like, this whole plan, like, I don't know, the story just kind of took a big old dump mm-hmm. right in my chest. <laughs> Team America style. Yeah, yeah. I was, I thought it was just super dumb. Like, Cyrus has to sacrifice, you know, so many people and, like, his idiot uh, nephew. And he ends up, like, killing uh, Kalina, which I thought was like pretty cool, but also really terrible CGI. She gets mm-hmm. crushed into like the the wall. Yeah. What do you, you think of the whole kind of end part conclusion? Yeah, it's extremely far-fetched and yeah, the story does take a bit of a dip for sure. Um, but like the whole Kalina thing doesn't make any sense to me because like she's helping them and then we find out that she's with cyrus but like she's trying to tell arthur like he needs to get his kids out of there it's like 
whose side are you really on? Like Mm -hmm. I get trying to play up the facade, but like, yeah. And then like her story, whenever they all meet up in like the library, because it's like the safe space. Mm -hmm. And she's like trying to convince Arthur that, oh, you have to give your life for your kids. It's like, okay, clearly the ghosts don't want his life. Like they're not going to fucking, they don't have your kids captive. Like, Mm -hmm. No, and it's then, Cyrus that does. And then, like, maybe so laugh, laugh so hard, never Dennis and like Arthur. They like grab these, like, oh yeah, the ghost can't get through that and point at the door and just like pick <laughs> up this fucking giant glass door, like it's nothing, and then like <laughs> go down the hall. Yeah. And the prince is like batting at it. It's like, okay, just go around the door. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of the the sequence with uh, Dennis like propping the door in the corner there? And then like he kind of gives like a last who raw speech. Is like what does he say? Like okay. he says something like always like I wanted to like something about myself or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he says. And then like sacrifices himself, and you see the the hammer um, and the juggernaut. Man, I would have loved to see a fight between those two. That would have been wild. Yeah. Yeah. But what, I happens, loved it. what happens to the hammer? Does he just kind of leave? I think so, yeah. Once the juggernaut shows up? Uh, yeah. But yeah, the juggernaut just fucks Dennis up. Mm-hmm. Fucking breaks him, him in half. half. <laughs> breaks him in half. <laughs> and then like Arthur's behind this door like in the corner. It's like okay man <laughs> and then his wife comes oh yeah and all the other ghosts just like kind of disappear yeah. um which i mean i don't know it's an all right scene yeah she talks to him and like yeah i don't know and it's then, heartfelt like, the the fucking whenever the kids come up for the middle and like that whole like machinery was like such bad cgi <laughs> and then like i did like whenever the ghost grabbed cyrus and threw him in the machine that mm. whole like thing and then like arthur jumps into it like dude like no <laughs> <laughs> it's like what are you gonna do like because he literally has a split second where all yeah. the pieces of it drop down and then yeah. they all start shooting back yeah. up again and then like Arthur or sorry Cyrus gets like thrown into it and like the whole place like blows up yeah and somehow they're like in the middle like not touched at all mm-hmm. and Maggie is somehow alive too when she was down like in the pit where this machine was <laughs> yeah I did like whatever Dennis showed up as a ghost though yeah when he was like kind of like leaning and he's like oh yeah mm-hmm yeah, it was kind of nice to bring him back. Um, yeah, everything breaks. The the spirits all get released. Yeah, the Arthur, Arthur is the thirteenth ghost, and basically uh, Cyrus like fucking hates him and like despises him. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and they all get outside, and then you see the ghosts like walking outside, and the jackal like does a little fucking walk and turns around and like just starts like yelling at the air it's like okay now these ghosts are gonna go kill everybody hundreds of more people (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe not maybe they're liberated now yeah they're, yeah exactly they're free of the chains and they're just gonna mm. go to wherever they go yeah i like maggie's end scene too she's like walking through all the wreckage and she's like i fucking quit i quit oh yeah this i don't get paid it, enough this, for this shit yeah this was <laughs> in my contract <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Anything else uh, you want to mention or bring up? I don't think so. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. How did you rate this movie? Oh, man. Go gentle on Dennis. Yeah. Um, So for my story, I gave it a 2 out of 10. Uh, Just overall, the story is pretty fucking shit um makes no sense uh you don't really get any backstory any of the ghosts um really at all you, you kind of decided to like put your own story together i guess mm-hmm. which is kind of cool i guess but i did not like any of the characters um well dennis i liked a bit because matthew builder but like yeah mm-hmm. so two out of ten um quality i gave a three out of ten uh really only for the makeup effects in this movie Mm -hmm. um i thought it was shot very poorly editing terribly uh the acting was not good at all even from matthew lillard i thought it was fucking annoying not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) um and like the music was uh, just basic ass early 2000s fucking Mm -hmm grunge music like i don't know um i thought like the the set design was really cool and the the ghosts look cool but i think they really like dropped the ball like i think if this movie was made in like even like the early 90s or like 2010s or whatever because like Mm -hmm. the 2000s that transition from like with like the the special effects like cgi was just (laughs) not good man (laughs) Yeah. So two out of ten and a three out of ten. Damn. Okay. Uh, my story, I gave it a four out of ten. Okay. Um, I said it was a really cool concept, and although I've never seen the original that this was based off of, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that this was a, an original idea. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, anyways. Uh, with all that being said, I do think it's pretty fucking far fetched and unbelievable, but not in a good way. Um, I love the backstory of the ghosts, but I didn't like the fact that we have to research them in order to find the information. Yeah. Um, I wish more of it was available to us in the movie, blah, blah, blah. I talk about how it drive as a TV show. Um, there's lots of nostalgia for me with this movie. And even though I know it's not exactly spectacular, I do still have a lot of fun with it. Every time I watch it, mm. um, quality, I give it a five out of 10. Okay. Um, I said it's a pretty good cast for the time that it was released. Matthew Lillard was famous as fuck, thanks to Scream and Scooby Doo. Tony Shalhoub was a pretty big name, and Shannon Elizabeth was one of the biggest current sex symbols in Hollywood. Uh, the script wasn't exactly great, but the actors did a decent job, in my opinion, with what they were given. Okay. Um, the design of the house was absolutely insane and so confusing, but it was so cool at the same time. Um, and the ghosts were the biggest point getters in this one. Um, the character design, this the practical effects with them, their costumes and everything mm-hmm. like that. Everything was super well done. Yeah. So yeah, four to five or four to ten and five to ten. All right. 
I originally had a six and a seven. Wow. I mean, it's real ratings. So I can't. It's, it's... I, I had the nostalgia glasses on. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. The production design is first rate, but 13 Ghosts is distinctly lacking in scares. So what do you think the critics scored it? Um, I'm going to pass on this one. Okay. And I'm going to guess the audience score because I saw what the score was. Because Apple TV has a lot of tomatoes on it. Yeah. Um, unless they don't keep it updated, but it's like 18%. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, 18%, 95 reviews, and average score of 3.6 out of 10 for the critics. Yeah. All right. What do you think the audience scored it? Audience, I think it's going to be a bit higher than that. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with a 37. A bit higher than that, too. Wow. 49%. Okay. On 250,000 ratings and an average score of 3.1 out of 5 or a 6.2 out of 10. All right. All right. Um, Letterbox is a bit uh, lower than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a 2.7 out of 5. Um, I gave it a 1 out of 5. And our friend, I left the review, I said, used to love this movie, but it's so bad. Acting, story, editing, and dialogue, all bad. The ghosts look cool, but don't see them much. Then our friend, uh, Anthony from Porcelain Peak, here being monster, commented and said, this is a movie I see people rave about constantly, and I think it just goes to show how far great makeup effects and often nostalgia can take you. Because everything else about this movie gives me a migraine any time I've tried to watch it. I mean, he's not wrong. No. Um... Yeah, so you gave it a three and a half with a, a little heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, XHR Pod, um, or boy Ben, gave it a two out of five. Uh, who else we got on here? Definitely a lot of people have seen it. Our boy Josh Bowers gave it a two and a half out of five. Um, just put these down, but I didn't. Is Nathan on there? Uh, Radio Nasties gave it a one. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, Nathan. Oh, Slash and Captain gave it a three and a half. Okay. So same as you. I don't. Nathan didn't review it. Oh, uh-huh. Jensen gave it a three and a half as well. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't see. Uh, no, Nathan didn't review it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like I know it's not a perfect movie, but it's one that I can watch over and over and over again. I just have a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's one of those movies that you can just kind of toss on. Like you don't have to pay attention to it. For sure. You already know what's going on. Like I don't know. You've seen it a hundred times before, probably. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those like feel good nostalgia movies. Yeah totally deserving of an oscar (laughs) (laughs) all right you ready for the scare section yes sir all right what'd you give for a scare rating uh so for my scare i give it a two out of ten um 
probably would have given it like a four or five out of ten, like back when I first watched it, like when I was younger. But uh, just not as scary as it used to be. It's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, scariest scene. Um, I said like whenever the the hammer, like you first really see mm-hmm. him and he like pulls the fucking spike out of his arm. Yeah. I thought it was fucking creepy, and then. <laughs> You see his fucking, his no hand, just a fucking hammer for a, a hand. <laughs> fucking sick. Uh, what did I survive? Uh, I mean, is that a real question? Uh, no. <laughs> you have to answer it. Yeah, uh, definitely not. No. All right. Uh, my, my scare rating, I gave it a four out of 10. Okay. I said the in and out of the ghost visuals keeps you on your toes and never knowing when they're going to show up. Uh, every ghost did an amazing job at either being very ominously creepy or just completely fucking batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, as previously mentioned, the ghost designs were super effective as well. Uh, my scary scene was the jackal attacking Kathy. Um, we just like, we keep getting flashes of the jackal, like it cuts in and out. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like completely relentless and in your face, just constant. Um, and it, it's probably, I don't know if it's my favorite, of the like ghost designs, but it's up there. Yeah. Like he just mm-hmm. looks fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what a survivor said, hell no, I'd be the first one exploring the shit out of that house and would end up unlocking <laughs> all of the ghost cubes. <laughs> like show me everything. But yeah. Cool. All right. It's time for Loomis's villain evaluation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have switched it up a little bit. Um, yeah. there's only five categories for this one. We've changed the categories around a little bit because we both agreed that we don't see enough of the ghosts in this movie and the characters in the movie that you're going to be picking mm-hmm. to really determine like intelligence and like, uh, wisdom and charisma and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so we have brutality, strength, dexterity, um, fear factor which is a new one so like how scary these guys are um, like whether it be the design or how they act or like what they do it's all mm-hmm. kind of like a blanket and we also added could we kill it yeah so could we be on the other end of this fucking villain face off and destroy this thing or have a chance or have a chance realistically probably not but, to at least go like toe to toe, you know, square up with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold our own. Uh-huh. So, uh, with that being said, I picked the jackal, of course, because this is my favorite ghost in the movie, uh-huh. um, and we've both uh, filled out the categories. Yeah. So, do you want to go first, and I can add everything up? Sure. Uh, so, for my strength. I gave the Jackal a 22 out of 30. Um, Definitely not the strongest out of all the ghosts. I I think the hammer is stronger than the Jackal, but uh, we're not comparing him. Uh, You know, the Jackal does like carry Kathy around quite a bit and like pick Mm -hmm. her up and handles them pretty well. But I feel like he's a skinny, tall, crazy person and... I mean, you thought he was a woman. That's true. I did. So, what are you saying? I'm a woman. They can't be strong. Well, I'm not saying that at all. I don't know. 
I'm saying that men are inherently stronger than women. <laughs> Don't cancel now. us. Don't cancel uh, us. <laughs> Brutality, I give a 16 out of 30. Okay. Um, really, all the jackal does is fucking claw you with his long razor nails. Uh, you know, not that brutal, I don't think. So, 16 okay. out of 30. Dexterity, I gave a 22 out of 30. Uh, the jackal probably moves the quickest out of all of the ghosts. Mm. Um, very quick, very fast, very scary. So, 22 out of 30. For fear factor, I gave a 25 out of the 30. Uh, the fact that he runs very quickly is very, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Sporadic, like just mm. flailing everywhere. And also his look, like if it was just like, if they didn't have the cage, it would be a lower score. But mm -hmm. with the cage, like it just adds something completely different to the character. Uh, and it is very scary looking. And could I kill it or square up with it like I'm fucking Rocky Balboa? <laughs> I gave a 20 out of 30. Okay. Um, I would have a chance against the Jackal. would probably die, but I think I could last longer compared to the other fucking ghosts, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah. That's it. All right, cool. Uh, we're pretty similar in a lot of these scores, actually. Okay. Um, I put brutality first. So my brutality, I gave it a 26 out oh, of 30. Wow. Okay. Um, what your flaw was is what my upside is. Like he just okay. like goes fucking nuts, man. Like given the chance, like this guy's going to rip you to fucking shreds with his hands. Mm. Okay. Like put a weapon in his hands and you're fucking, you're, <laughs> gone um but yeah like he just relentless like i said in my in my scary scene just non-stop if if uh kalina didn't show up like kathy would have been torn to shreds uh strength i gave him a 24 uh same reasons as you i mean like he picks this girl up like it's nothing um we know like by his backstory that he was a serial killer and he was checked into like a mental asylum and people like that just seem to have like almost like a superhuman sort of strength to them. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like they're hard to take down. They're fighting to the fucking bitter end and like, there's no stopping them. Uh, Dexterity. I also gave a 24. Um, same reasons as you, like he's quick. He, uh, he's fucking, he's going nonstop. He doesn't slow down at all from what we see in that short period of time. So that's where that score came from. Uh, Fear Factor, I give a 28. Um, like you said, like with that cage over his face and like his eyes are like just crazy. His teeth are all fucked up. He's wearing a straight jacket, which is just creepy in its own. Um, and then like, you got to wonder why that cage is all blown out. Like what the hell did uh -huh. he do to get that blown out? Um, and just the fact, like whenever we see him like coming in and out of the scene, it's just like, you wouldn't want to run into this guy in a back alley. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And knowing what he was capable of while he was still alive too. Like mm -hmm. he, this guy wasn't innocent, but like some of these other ghosts were. Yeah. Like he was a fucking serial killer, basically. Mm -hmm. Could I kill it? 
Uh, I give him a 16. Okay. So I think I would last for a little bit. Yeah. Like, give me something with like range, like a big long two by four or something. Mm-hmm. Can't don't let him get close to me. But I think his speed and his just relentlessness is going to take over for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I have everything added up. Okay. Um, for brutality, we averaged a 21. Strength was a 23. Dexterity was a 23. Fear factor was a 26.5. And could we kill it was an 18. All right. You ready to announce our next movie? Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, our next movie, which I kind of thought, like as soon as he said 13 goes, last episode kind of had an idea that spruced in my head. And... I think the perfect movie to counterattack this one is Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I'm um, so excited. This is a movie that I've wanted to do for so long. I know, me too. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, I have a plethora of monsters to pick to go against the jackal. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart really wants to pick the obvious pick and go with Merman. But I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that would go very well. Um, although a very funny pick, but uh, all right, I think I'll watch it a couple times and see like who is a good matchup. I think you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we don't know yet. No, definitely not the merman. <laughs> although I want to pick the merman, uh, that would be fucking hilarious. He's an integral part of that movie, but yeah, is he ever? Yes. all right so i'm left in suspense our listeners are left in suspense um i'm excited to see who you end up picking i'm very excited to talk about this movie Mm -hmm. um i think it'll be a lot of fun yeah but uh yeah so we'll wrap this up it's getting late this is a lot longer than i thought it was going to (laughs) be um but uh, yeah, so if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our Tee Public account where we have our merch. There's also links to our uh, Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. And there's links to our individual letterbox accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening. Have Thank a good you night. Thank you very much. Talk to you next week, guys. See you later.